Don't only consume negative material and then expect to live a positive life. Today, I'm going to talk to you about your mind diet. What is it that you are feeding your mind on the daily and how is that potentially impacting how you view the world? Specifically, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about what I consider a mind diet to be made up of and then four ways that you can add a little something into what you are consuming to make your mindset as positive as it can be. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. So today we're talking mind diet. What is that? As a culture, I think we've become increasingly conscious about how we're nourishing our physical bodies, but we're yet to catch up with how we're nourishing our minds. There isn't so much discussion around what it is we are feeding our brains in terms of the thoughts, ideas, and opinions we are soaking up on the daily. My thought is that your mindset is one of the biggest allies you can have in your life. Having the right mindset helps you reach your potential and live the happiest version of your life that you possibly can. So I think it's worth investing in, right? Today, I'm going to run you through what I think a mind diet is made up of and some simple hacks to help you be a little bit more intentional around what you are consuming in terms of feeding your mind. Rolling back into a little bit of a personal story, I have become increasingly conscious and intentional about what I feed my mind since I moved to the USA. So I have lived in the States for six years now. If you are new to the podcast, I'm originally from New Zealand. When it comes to a mind diet, my thoughts are just like the old school motivational speaker, Jim Rohn. And he has that well-known theory, you might have heard of it that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, which I believe translates to pick your immediate crowd wisely because they will influence your thoughts and beliefs. That's my take on it. I feel the exact same way about picking what I feed my mind. I have control over what it is I'm reading, what it is I am picking up from my environment, just like you have control over the five people you spend the most time with. So along with both Jim Rohn's theory and my own, I believe we're truly affected by what it is we're consuming, whether that's negative people or negative or distressing material. Right now, I'd love you to just take a little second to consider what it is that you're encountering in terms of the thoughts influences, ideas, vibes, people on the daily, what is making up the majority of your mind diet? 
What are the thoughts you're consuming and where are they coming from? Now, I'm not saying, and I feel like this is a disclaimer, that you should ignore what is going on in the world. I'm not saying don't take a stand or don't try to make the world a better place. That is not my intention at all. What I am saying is don't only consume negative material and then expect to live a positive life. You have to be as intentional about what you're feeding your mind as you are about what you feed your body. I've had notes from a lot of listeners over the years and positive reviews. Okay, side note, thank you for the positive reviews. I love them. If you haven't left some stars yet, go and do that. Wank, wank. But I have had notes and reviews from people saying that simply through listening to this podcast, they have felt their lives shift. Those ones warm my heart so much. But no kidding, people. The reason this podcast can influence your life is that you're changing your mind diet and you've started to feed it nutritious, uplifting, healthy thoughts. That is no small thing, let me tell you. So coming back to when I started to be more conscious about what I was feeding my own mind, and that coincided with when I moved to the USA. So to give you some context, New Zealand has a population of around 4 million And Greater Houston, where I moved to, alone has a population of about 7 million. So I basically moved from a small country to a gigantic city with a completely different culture. And what stood out for me was the difference, particularly around guns. I can still remember seeing a policeman in Panera with a gun in his holster. And all I could think was, whoa, Like I literally wanted to run out of there because I had never, ever seen a handgun before in my entire life. I know, that was me, for reals. So the moral of that story is I already had a heightened sensitivity to guns due to my upbringing, due to being brought up in New Zealand. And then I began watching the local news and noted that every single day there was another story about a local shooting, a carjacking or something equally as terrifying and violent. So basically, I'm new to the USA. I'm still living through my culture shock of adjusting to a new country. And then the local news was doing nothing more but add to my anxiety. It was freaking me right out, let me tell you. But on the flip side, I began comparing what I was watching on the news to my day-to-day experience of being out and about in Houston. And I noticed that I never felt unsafe like really ever. My day-to-day experience looked nothing at all like how Houston was being portrayed to me in the snippets and the headline news that I was watching from the safety of my own home. So I decided I was going to give up watching the local news at that point because I reasoned it was actually doing me mentally more harm than it was good. I penned a blog for Elephant Journal three years ago That explains a little bit more where my thinking was back then. I'll link to it in the show notes, but here's a little snippet from it. And I quote, My dislike of headline news got me thinking. Are many of us living our lives through the lens of someone else's panic? Are drama, devastation, and sadness the only things that will attract our attentions in a world of constantly decreasing attention spans? In my opinion... Unconsciously digesting headline news is contributing to us ruminating on issues that are at best irrelevant to us personally and at worst are damaging our psyches. Now, before you chew me out, 
and decide that I'm an uneducated woman who hasn't watched the news in six years, who lives with my head in the sand singing la 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 while the world is going on around me. I just want to counter that with, I don't believe I am. I do consume my daily news, but I'm very intentional about how I do that. So I prefer to read the news rather than watch it. And I subscribe to the likes of a daily update from personally for me, it's the skim to make sure I'm still in touch with what is topical and happening in the world. But it minimizes that feeling of soaking up the drama of information that is passively fed to me. So the skim might not work for you, but I'm pretty sure all major news sites these days will send you a daily update. I checked a couple and they they had them right there. If you search your favorite newspaper and search newsletter, you should be able to get one. I also read a lot, including books up the wazoo and business and topical magazines such as Time and the Harvard Business Review. I'm not completely unaware of what is going on around me. I'm just super intentional about not feeding myself the fear and bad news that is kind of constantly on TV, if you haven't noticed. So coming back to why I think it matters, if you're not intentional about what you feed your mind, you end up consuming unintentionally. We live in an information society and we are constantly being fed messages and ideas from every which angle in our days. What is served up to you first and foremost is likely to be the more dramatic, scary, deemed newsworthy stories because that's the stuff that's going to get the attention quickly and creates an emotional reaction in us. So if you don't think about what you're feeding your mind, you're likely going to end up with a diet of junk food or doom and gloom. But when you do give it just a little thought, you can balance that with some good nutritious material that will help lift you up and inspire you. And don't we all want to be a little bit more inspired these days? As I mentioned earlier, I'm not saying don't get frustrated by what's going on in the world around you and try to make it better. Please, people do that, please. But even if you consider yourself an activist, my thought is you'll be so much more powerful if you fill up your reserves and if you make sure you get a fix of inspiration and not simply consume frustration, anger, and the likes. So now that I've convinced you that you should be more intentional about what you are feeding your mind, let's talk about four simple things that are totally worth giving a go. What have you got to lose, right? Okay, so number one, hinted at it before, I'm an avid book reader, like old school, but there is so much knowledge and amazing knowledge contained in books. Now, of course, I am a personal growth and development junkie, but I do really believe that reconnecting with this part of myself, the book-loving nerd, was one of the essential things that I did that helped me create the life I had today. Books don't have to cost too much. You can get them from the library. They don't cost too much in America. And man almighty, it can have a massive impact on how you perceive your world and what you are capable of. I always have a book on the go and I feel that much more lit up and alive when I'm reading a great personal growth or development oriented book. I was discussing this a few weeks ago with a client and she was talking about this and how she had noticed it in her own life. Now, this was without me even prompting her. She said that she had noted that she felt better on the days when she was reading something positive, a self-help book. 
<clears throat> like seriously, guys, my diet, I'm telling you people, this stuff works. If you're kind of open to this idea, but like digesting big books sounds really overwhelming, a good place to start might be Shannon Kaiser's book, Find Your Happy Daily Mantras. In it, she has 365 amazing little one pages that have a little mantra or a positive idea and a motivational statement under it. It is pure gold. I love this book. You can find that as well as a bunch of my other favorites, my favorite books, over via the link at my website, which is www.thrive.how forward slash shop. Those are affiliate links on Amazon, but like I literally get paid a penny. So I'm doing it so that you can find the books I'm interested in. But read about the things that interest you. Pick up material that is an investment in your well-being. All right, my second idea is to create quote boards in Pinterest. Like this is literally what I assign for homework to my coaching clients. Now, of course, because I'm a total quote lover, and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that already, but if you're going through a tough time or you're in the infancy of trying to bring a dream to life, anything like that, creating a quote board that uplifts and inspires you is an epic way to pep yourself up. Now, the benefit of Pinterest is that you can go back and read through them whenever you want an uplift, like an inspiration treasure trove. Note that I see quotes that uplift you. Okay, so breakup misery quotes aren't really what I'm talking about here. They're not the best way of nourishing your spirit. Now, don't get me wrong. They can be useful as you move through the pain of heartbreak. But I'd encourage you to look for quotes that make you feel a little lighter and more empowered and hopeful about your future. Because some of those can be kind of depressing. Just to give you an idea, some of them that I have pinned on my Believe in Yourself board over on Pinterest, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new from Socrates. You owe it to yourself to become everything you ever dreamed of being. Oh, that one just makes my heart all warm. You owe it to yourself. And that's unknown and if you're searching for that one person who will change your life, look in the mirror. Now, I take no claim to any of those ideas, but that's the type of material I personally feed my mind, and it is so empowering. Like, just reading those three statements right now, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Create your own little file of inspiration. And what I love about Pinterest, you don't have to keep it there, but what I love about Pinterest is it's just such an easy way to do it. Then here's your extension exercise. Rather than scrolling through Instagram or Facebook late at night, why don't you fertilize your dreams and your hope, nourish your well-being, and you can scroll through your own curated boards and Pinterest, right? Wouldn't that be better, better scroll time? Stuff that is actually meaningful to you? So yeah, number two, create quote boards and Pinterest for inspiration my third idea for influencing your mind diet in a positive way, listen to positive podcasts like, uh, yeah, of course. I know it, also, it almost sounds a bit cheesy when you're listening to a positive podcast. Like, I know, not lost on me. But seriously, it is such a beautiful way to consume positive material and something that we have at our fingertips now with the 
advent of modern technology, like big ups, yay. I'm so excited that I have this avenue to be able to connect with you and share information. I encourage my clients to listen to podcasts on their commute. I personally listen when I'm working out, folding laundry, best times. Makes laundry folding really quick, by the way. It's like I'm excited to fold the laundry if I know I've got a good podcast to listen to. Now, talking about the commute, I was just back in New Zealand a couple of weeks ago and I jumped in my mum's car and she had the radio set to, I don't know what station it was, kind of fairly typical radio station. And I noticed that the default here, and not for everyone, don't get me wrong, but dramatic news headlines, as I was talking about earlier, yeah, I got a bunch load of them when I was in New Zealand on the hour, every hour, I'm pretty sure, made me chuckle. Okay, so talking about positive podcasts... There was recently a follower of mine, big shout out to Con and Rach. It's actually a couple, isn't it? So followers who recently tagged me in a post and they were talking about how their personal goal had been to go on a walk every single day for 30 days and listen to a personal development podcast. I mean, seriously, epic challenge. You can read about it over at Con and Rach. That's Con with two N's. I mentioned to them that I was going to encourage you all to do the same. Seriously, I challenge you. 30 days, 30 positive podcasts. I love the idea of tying it with a walk if you really want to up the ante on this. Now, what they had said in their comment was that they felt so much calmer during the day after pouring into herself. She was feeling more inspired, motivated, as well as called out on what she really needed to do to make it her best life. And my favorite bit, it really makes a difference in your mindset to feed your brain challenging positivity. Boom. Whole theme of this podcast. Now, thankfully, I'm mentioning Con and Rach because they included Here to Thrive as one of their favorites. Thank you for including this podcast on your list and I take that as no small thing so big Instagram hearts and appreciation going out to you third idea positive podcasts build them into your daily routine and perhaps even make it a little challenge to kickstart yourself finally fourth idea positive goal statements your I am statements more recently, I read about this in one of Rachel Hollis's books, but she is far from the only person who does this or believes in it. Joel Osteen pretty much wrote a book, I think, called I Am. Maybe he was the original. I don't know. But I have been doing it more recently and I am enjoying it. To give you a bit more context, the idea is that you start each day with a bunch of empowering statements written in the present tense. So like it has already happened. So rather than I will be a powerhouse businesswoman, for example, you would write, I am a powerhouse businesswoman. Rather than I will be a big time blogger, you would write, I am a big time blogger. The idea is that you get into the energy of what it feels like to own that statement. And you should tie it to whatever it is that's important or you want to focus on in life. This one sounds like it's going to be arduous, but the reality is it really only takes about two minutes at the start of your day to write out your I am statements. And that can make all the difference in how you experience the rest of your day. 
For me, it's about starting off on the right foot, starting my day with positive thoughts and staying focused on what really matters to me and what I'm committed to. It's like programming your mind intentionally rather than waiting to just be fed thoughts, right? Same theme. So give it a go. I do it as I'm booting up my computer before I've opened my emails. As I'm kind of doing my to-do list, I typically do my I am statements, then my to-do list, then log on and check my emails. So the fourth idea, positive I am statements. Summing up today, I'm sure you can tell now, I'm a huge believer that what you feed your mind matters immensely. What I see in myself and my clients is that if you don't become just a little bit intentional around this, you'll accidentally end up consuming a whole heap of rubbish. So four ways you could possibly improve your mind diet. Those are the ideas I share with you today. Quick summary, read personal growth books, keep one on the go, something that is inspiring and good for your well-being. Create a treasure trove of quotes to inspire you on Pinterest and scroll through these rather than mindlessly looking at your social media. Do a personal growth podcast challenge. Thank you at Con and Rach. Make your aim to listen to a personal growth podcast possibly daily for 30 days like they did and see how you feel. Side note, make sure it's a good one because life is too short to listen to bad podcasts. Don't listen to bad podcasts. Finally, start your day off with a few I am statements to help you get in the right mindset and focused on what really matters to you. As per usual, I'll be back the week after next with another guest interview to keep you inspired and hopefully feel enlivened. If you want to dive a little bit deeper into your personal growth, I do have my values identification kit available for purchase on my website. I've mentioned it previously, but I deep dive into personal values identification with all of my clients and is central to my work. I believe in self-discovery, getting to know ourselves, and that you can't truly create the life that was meant for you until you can understand yourself well enough to align your life with what matters most to you. That's where personal values come in. And I will take you on a deep dive through this process I use with my clients to help you really get in touch with what matters to you. So you can check that out at thrive.how forward slash shop, $47 for the download. It's awesome. If you enjoy this episode, can you do a couple of things for me? Tell a friend, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you're really feeling encouraged, maybe go and leave a rating and review. I appreciate you guys so much. And I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Until then, just keep thriving.